0: Welcome, everyone. Welcome to this edition of uh, Behind the Scenes. It's a slightly unusual setup this time because normally you would hear Priyanka's voice right at the start. But this time, well, there's a male host. Why is that the case? Well, I don't know. Let's find out. Uh, On the other side of the seat today is Priyanka and joining her, our beloved husband, uh, Karthik. Welcome, both of you. So for those of you who live under a rock and don't know this power couple... Let's have a brief round of introductions. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Let's start with Karthik this time.
1: Okay, uh, I'm Karthik. I live in Bangalore. Uh, I'm 38 years old. And right now, I live right next to the place where I sort of grew up. So, I'm, I keep going to everywhere in the world and returning to Bangalore. And nowadays, dragging Priyanka back from wherever she goes. So, And we live with our five-year-old daughter, Ajit.
0: Awesome. Uh, so Aberi also goes by Berry. That's a cute uh, name. So all of you, if you ever get a chance to meet Aberi, you can also call her Berry. Okay. With that trivia aside, Priyanka, up, uh, over to you. Tell yes, us a little so, bit about you. Uh,
2: yeah. Hi, I'm Priyanka. I'm also born and brought up in Bangalore, but I come from the other part of town. I grew up in North Bangalore, and Karthik grew up in South Bangalore. Um, yeah. About us, we. We are both very big fans of um, certain Kannada movies from the 90s, which uh, pretty much summarise everything in our lives and we kind of relate to those things and that's what we share as a couple. Um,
1: Not certain Kannada movies, one Kannada movie, Ganeshan Madhuri. Which one is that?
0: Ganeshan Movie. Okay, okay.
2: Yeah, so… 90s yes. kids
0: won't know about it, so… Yeah. But, but is it safe to say we have three Bangalore lovers on the call? Yes. yes. All of us yeah, yeah, yeah. have an undying love affair with the city.
2: Yes, Fair? absolutely. Okay.
0: Yeah. I want to ask you a slightly uh, weird question now. I know there is the South Bombay-North Bombay divide. There is a South Delhi-North Delhi divide. But is there such a divide in Bengaluru city?
2: I think so. I think so. In fact, I'm probably going to uh, add links to two videos made by friends of ours. Uh, it is... Um, These videos are about how when a North Bangalorean goes to South Bangalore, how he's treated. And when when, uh, South Bangaloreans go to North Bangalore, how they're treated. It's basically a parody. But uh, it's quite funny. I think there is a divide. I think there is a slight cultural nuance in terms of, yeah.
1: 11, 12 years back, I used to tell people I'm in a long distance relationship. My girlfriend <laughs> is from South and I'm from South Bangalore, and we, we are 160 rupees by auto away. Eh?
0: <laughs> that is so cute. How long have both of you been married for and when was the first time you met and how did you all meet?
1: Okay, so
0: it's a very complicated
1: answer. The simple answer is we've been married for uh, 10 years and a bit. We got married in November 2010. That's fact. How long we have known each other, there are like several answers. So, We first corresponded in June 2006 when she scrapped me on Orkut after having come across my blog on LiveJournal, so I mean LiveJournal still exists though it's mostly taken over by Russian bots but Orkut as uh, everybody knows is like no more, so
2: I'm sure he doesn't even know what Orkut is.
0: (laughs) So, I, I have heard about Orkut when I was in fifth standard, and then it suddenly ceased to exist for some reason.
2: Right, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are dealing with the generation
1: gap here. But yeah, so we had our first correspondence in 2006. And then. When you say correspondence, a- what do you mean? What do you mean when you say correspondence? A, s- a pair of scraps on Orkut.
2: And then okay. I basically it was a message from me saying, "Hey, I found your blog so interesting. You know, uh, it inspired me to start a blog, a blog too." And uh, I think he said something to the effect of, uh, "Great, good luck, have a nice life, kind of thing." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, "Okay, cute kid wants to start blogging because she sees my blog, so I need to be encouraging." So. He was
2: responding to me like he would to an average fan or whatever, so.
0: Okay, by the sound of it, it does not sound like a very enviable beginning. Uh, let's explore a little bit uh, more in detail there. But I hope all you 20-year-olds and uh, you know, late 20-year-olds figured out what correspondence and what Orkut meant <laughs> to, that, to that explanation. Uh, okay, so uh, after Orkut, how did things materialize? After uh, having that formal first conversation where you wished Priyanka luck with her blog, what happened next?
1: Uh, we decided to have a nice life by ourselves for the next year and a half, and we didn't see each other. But then, like, she messaged me. Uh, I mean, this is the first contact after one and a half years. It's like we had, had initial contact. It's like you're coming across some remote tribe, right? You have some initial contact, contact, and then you lose sight of each other. A year and a half later, she picks me again with some some sort of a puzzle
0: or or put like trying to make me find a blog or something like that and that is that is the equivalent of sliding into someone's dms today
2: exactly so i have to add my bit of the story here so it had been a year a year and a half since i started my blog and i had written a little bit and i think i was looking for some sort of validation because i started my blog based on this guy's blog and i was looking for him to kind of say okay good you're writing well or like (laughs) you know something right like um so that's why I think I reached out to him but I also reached out to him because I saw him in the landmark uh, finals and uh, um one of my friends who came along with me there uh funnily enough my ex-boyfriend uh <laughs> told me about wow, him <laughs> <laughs> he told me about him and he said oh this is a guy who got 100 percentile in cat uh, like a couple of years ago and I was like oh wow and just that was the time when I just, like, you know, um, I was, like, um, researching cat classes or something like that because I was planning to write cat. And so I was, like, quite impressed. and validation from him for my blog meant a lot suddenly. So I think I reached out to him.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I remember she set this puzzle and I cracked it. I didn't crack it, but I actually remembered her from a year and a half back. And then I went to her blog found the latest blog post which later on turns out she had written specifically to catch my attention. And I wrote a comment on the blog that if it were to be put on Twitter today, both of us would get like massively roasted by half of Twitter. So, uh, and then like it was something we people- It's,
2: it come on, it was like keeping like a bonda for e. I had to write a blog post
1: like that. <laughs> yeah, like it's it, I ate the bonda and I went. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we started chatting. Uh, one chat on Yahoo Messenger. UX of Yahoo Messenger sucked. So I told her to move to uh, Google Doc. And then my initial impression was that like she wants cat gyal. Okay. He thought
2: I was looking for free cat coaching. So which is why he was like throwing attitude and he was like,
0: you know, just wasn't a bad idea. To get cat coaching from somebody who got 100% L. Yeah. It could have been a hidden agenda. Yeah, no, actually,
2: actually, it really wasn't. It was more like, I think I really liked the way he wrote. And I found okay. it very refreshing that he was so honest about how we felt or how we thought. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to have a conversation with him because of that.
0: Okay, so you had that conversation. That conversation led you to meeting for the first time, and I know we're skipping a lot of no no, hundred
2: such
1: conversations.
2: Yeah, maybe not even hundred, more than that. So, two years after we first started talking was when he finally one day said, "Hey, let's meet." I'll continue the story now. (laughs) Um, So he said, "Yeah, let's meet," and I wasn't too keen on meeting because I was quite happy with our relationship online. I mean, we relationship as in you know friendship <laughs> or whatever yeah. this thing was this random guy would be online and I was the random girl who'd be online and we'd just ping each other and chat mm-hmm. um, so I was not very like keen on meeting him because I felt like our relationship would change after having known each other online for so long uh, and okay. so I reluctantly sort of met him and uh, it so happened that he was going through the arranged marriage process at that point of time and he was meeting a lot mm-hmm. of women I don't know what he felt because of our meeting. I think he felt very comfortable and it was quite comfortable for me as well. I quite liked the meeting. Um, so I think he kind of said something to the effect of, yes, okay, my search is done. You know, I've lost my heart for this one kind of thing. I wrote a blog post. Yeah, he wrote a blog post. Did so, you
0: read um, it immediately. Did you read it the moment he wrote it?
2: I think so. I think so. I used to follow his blog, so I think so. Okay. Uh, but it so happened that even at my house, parents were very excited at the prospect of me meeting this guy. And I was telling you about it, right? Like, uh, my right. dad, as soon as I came back that day, he was like, Oh, so how did you feel? I was like, What do you mean, how do you feel? Like, how did you feel? Like, I just went and met some random friend and kid. Like, why <laughs> are you talking to me like this? So, yeah, so things really escalated after that. And, um, uh, Basically, he and my parents wanted us to get married.
1: (laughs) See, I was in the arranged marriage market. Okay. By the time I finally met her, I was in the arranged marriage market. To the extent that there were times before when I would be chatting with other arranged marriage tarkaris, as we would come to call it, on Google Chat. I am chatting with Priyanka on the side to kind of like and keep giving her running commentary on okay we are talking about this, we are talking about that and so on and she was very excited about it. So she was always very very excited about this arranged marriage business. So which is why she's made it a business now. So, so I was in that mood. So the moment I met her, we, we met in Gandhi Bazaar. We went on a beat for, for three hours. We just kept walking all around Basal and I was like okay this is it. I mean I'm. I don't know what she thinks, but I really like her and I'm going to make it
0: work. I mean, uh, yeah. so so beat was also something I found out about recently from Priyanka only. So yeah. she recently, so we met recently and she said, do you want to go grab coffee or do you want to go for a beat? And I was like, I don't dance. What's- <laughs> <laughs> for, for mill- I mean, younger millennials, put beat means put step, step haku bro. That's, that's exactly what it means to us. <laughs> But yeah. beat means walk yeah. is was a revelation yeah. Me.
2: yeah, it's to explore an area. It's, it's like the beautiful. constable
1: goes on a beat in the night, right? Of yeah. this area. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the etymology
0: of uh, beat right. in this context. Right. So yeah. for all of you listening who have never used beat in this context before, please make it a thing again.
2: Anyway, yeah. So that's how, that's how we met and decided to get married and so
0: on. So you met in Gandhi Bazaar. You put beat. And <laughs> what was the first impression? What did you like about each other? I'm going to ask Priyanka first because we we obviously by now have figured it out that Karthik was full flat after the first time we met her, right? So Priyanka, what was the first thing you liked or what was the first thing you thought when you met Karthik? Did something change?
2: No, uh, I think nothing changed. I think that was the best part. Like I think the transition between knowing someone virtually to knowing them Mm -hmm. face to face can sometimes mm-hmm. be difficult, and it was really seamless in this case. It didn't okay. feel like I was talking to someone else. It he didn't feel like another person. It was okay. as if we were just chatting on G Talk, um, mm-hmm. and I think even the setting really helped, where we were not really sitting and looking at each other awkwardly at a coffee shop. We were just walking around, looking okay. at random things here and there, commenting about it, just like how we would normally talk. So, I think the highlight for me was it was very comfortable. Uh, okay. He seemed like a really nice and well-mannered, polite guy. And mm-hmm. what I liked about him was that he was really kind of looking out for me on the road where <laughs> wherever there was like a pothole or like something, he'd be like, on the side and things like that. And I was very touched okay. by it. Now, having been married to him for a few years, I know it was bloody anxiety and it was not... <laughs> 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 but, you know, I was twenty-two, so I was naive. I didn't know anything. So I was like, "Oh, he's so caring."
0: <laughs> this is probably a good time to ask what your age gap is between the two of you. Four and a no, half years. Four and a half years. Four and a half years. Okay, so you were twenty-six, twenty-seven, sort of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I'll come to Karthik. Same question to you. What were the immediate things you observed in a positive sense that completely, you know? took you a surprise? So, first of all, I must tell you this. I mean, I,
1: when she had agreed to meet me, I was like, okay, here's a girl who seems to look reasonably cute. She has agreed to meet me. What's wrong with her? Okay. Reasonably cute. Okay. Controversy. (laughs) I mean, this is an awkward photo. Awkward photo was reasonably (laughs) cute. Okay. So, I'm walking from home to Gandhi Bazaar and like, trying to wonder what's it, why is she meeting, what's Because I was like sort of uh, full of love failures until that point in time in life. Like nothing had ever worked out for me. So I was like, okay, what's what's it? And then I saw her. We had agreed to meet in front of Vidyati Bar. And I was in front of Vidyati Bar. She was on the other side of the road and I saw her sort of crossing the road. And I was like, okay, she does look really cute. She walks in a cute way. And for whatever reason, I decided to kind of give her a hug and she found it really, really creepy. <laughs> but we really creeped really
2: out. I didn't get. I mean, I did get creeped out, but I don't think I was that expressive about it. Like, I wouldn't go hug somebody if I've never met them before. Like, unless I don't know. Like, it. I think it wasn't really the fact that you hugged. I think it was the way you hugged. I still
0: don't know how to hug. So yeah, there's more controversy here, uh, folks. Listening. <laughs> the problem with the- you did meet that day and things were great you all had a great impression after you had met each other now it's easy right these days in 2021 with the advent of dating apps and everybody having tried these dating apps out at least once in their lifetimes know what is expected but back in the day when this wasn't a thing this wasn't popular like when you were when you left your house or took that auto rickshaw to go to Gandhi Bazar what was running through your mind about what was going to happen?
2: Nothing because we were not going to meet as it wasn't a date at all.
1: It was just somebody we are having fun we are having fun together online it would be good to meet.
2: Yeah I'm only online for a while so let's meet. There was no there was absolutely
0: no tension.
2: There was no romantic nothing like absolutely nothing.
0: Wow that's that's remarkable.
2: I mean, he could have very well been my Raki brother at that by the end of that evening, like there' no, really no agenda there,
0: so listen to the number of numerous possibilities they started off with folks listening, so is in the game no now I mean ten eleven years later okay. what, what are the things you like about each other now,
2: okay. So the thing that I like the most about Karthik is
1: mm-hmm.
2: every morning when I wake up, mm-hmm. uh, he brings me a cup of coffee. Like that's just the first thing that he does and like he does it every day without fail and like that's my favorite, favorite part of Karthik uh, <laughs> that happens without much discussion. There's like no negotiation in it. It just happens.
0: So yeah, Now I know why, why this is the case. Because we spoke in brief about Karthik's love for coffee and yeah. the process of making coffee. <laughs> no, no, no. So the coffee I make for her first thing in
1: the morning has nothing to do with the process of making coffee. That's the second cup of coffee in the day. The first okay. cup of coffee is the traditional South Indian milk and sugar coffee. So okay. it's I, I've been making it for her right to the time we got married. Every single day when we are together. I mean, we were long distance for a couple of years in the middle. So that had
2: I've been mean, making it for every single day. Yeah, that's okay. that's my favorite part about Karthik. I mean, like the uh, trivial things that I like about Karthik. That's that's that for sure. Yeah.
0: Does he make good coffee, or did you have to get used? Oh, to No, he makes really good coffee. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah,
2: yeah. I don't think good. I can make that. I I don't think I can make coffee like that either. So yeah, he makes good coffee.
0: Okay, now it's Karthik's turn. What do you like about Priyanka eleven years down the line?
1: For the most part, she is exactly what she was like 12 years back. Okay. She's not changed at all, and she's a uh, she's very caring. I I remember still very much in the uh, early days. Whenever I would call her, she would be like, "Have you eaten? What did you eat?" That would be her first question, irrespective of when I called. So I, I generally I found her caring, and I still find mm-hmm. her to be caring. Like for example, down to the level of like today, I was like doing some work and. She just came from behind and just gave me a little hug. It's, it's the same. Nothing is. Yes, we have a five year old now. We have been through a lot in the last 12 years. But uh, I think she hasn't changed at all. She's still the same person. She's the, still the same sort of simple, fun loving person that she used to be. That, that's something I really, really like about her.
0: That's great. In fact, one of the one of the videos we reviewed together, Priyanka and I, was a, a by stand up comedian called Daniel Sloss. And in that he says a relationship, a friendship, anything. Um, it should be as easy as breathing. And I think what you just said reflects that. It has been it's been an easy jo- I wouldn't say easy journey, but it's been great, most most part of it. A lot of days are nice
2: and a lot of days are not nice either. <laughs>
0: That's, in fact, my next question to all of you. Now, I don't know if you're cricket fans. Are you, by any chance? I am. Not. she is. I am not. I'm going to be the equivalent of a Harsha Bhogle and ask you for a pitch report. But instead of pitch report, we will talk about your 11 years of marriage. Sure. Okay. Okay, let's begin with Karthik, since it's a cricket analogy. So, talk to us about your 11-12 years of marriage. How has it been so far? If you were to describe your entire journey to me. Okay. First
1: three months were very great. Uh, <laughs> I used to, used three to, months? Yeah, she used to go and go, uh, get out of home at 7, come back at 7. I would get out of home by 9, come back by 9. So I would make breakfast for her in the morning. And then like we would both have lunch at work and she would come back home and make dinner for me in the night. So it was great. And then I think like things started like I was getting sort of burnt out in my then job and I decided that, okay, I probably want to quit and do my own thing and so on. And I think after that, it was a, so I'm grateful to her for allowing me to do my own thing. I mean, I had to slightly fight my way to do it, but um, with the benefit of hindsight, really grateful to her for having allowed me to sort of explore my passion, explore my desire to lead a sort of a portfolio life and do several random things through my very late 20s and uh, uh, most of my 30s so I'm I'm very grateful to her for that we did have a few moments here and there where she would be like okay now we need to get a job now we need to get a job but like I sort of conveniently ignored her or made attempts at it without really making an attempt until I really felt like I need to get a job and now I now that I've got a job I think our relationship is great and like you're back to yeah, have a child now but it's and we have a child, we work from home, but it's sort of back to the
0: first three months of marriage. So okay. it? Okay. Got it. Got it. And Priyanka, what about you? Do you agree with the ups and downs there or do you have a different set of ups and downs?
2: Gosh, I feel like I can't like come back and say, okay, the first three months of marriage feels like some other century.
0: <laughs> it was.
1: <laughs> it was 2010-11. So. No,
2: so I mean... Rather, I think of it like this, and this is uh, something uh, another guest on Behind the Scenes was talking about. Right? I think of a marriage as periods of transitions and how we coped or did not cope with those transitions, and periods of steady state. So, I think for me, what I think back to are these moments of transitions when there were life changes, like for instance, like you were saying, when he quit his job and sat at home for a few months, or Let's say when we moved houses or when I I moved to Barcelona or like got a job and things like that. Those are moments where I feel like it took us some time to get used to everything that was happening. And that apart, I think it's been been a good mix of ups and downs, I think. Um, The highs are really high and Mm -hmm. the lows we've over a period of time now sort of conquered in the sense that we know how to manage situations better than we used to in the beginning. In the beginning I think uh, it used to be kind of violent in the sense that everything would feel like oh my god is this the end of the world is this like that's it right. Mm -hmm. Now it's a bit more like okay let's take some time let's sort this out let's discuss this you know both can actually calmly sit down and discuss things. Back in the day, it would take us at least two, three days to get to a calmer spot to talk things out.
0: Okay. Okay. In fact, if we talk about chaos, Mm -hmm. so for people trying to build their own portfolio and um, both of you have done that for a long period of time. Um, Karthik, you are back at, you know, working a job right now, but there was a long phase in your life where you were building your own portfolio. There tends to be a lot of chaos. Right, So, how do you as a couple deal with chaos? Not how did you get to your perfect
1: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll tell you how we deal with chaos. I will tell you what exactly was going in my mind when you were asking mm-hmm. that question. Mm-hmm. I almost missed as a couple and I thought while you were telling the question, I thought your question was going to be, how do you deal with chaos? Because mm-hmm. the way I deal with chaos is very different from the way she deals with chaos. And okay. because this frequency or wavelength or speed or whatever you call it doesn't match we go out of sync time mm-hmm. this chaos usually what happens is that like i get massively flustered in the beginning and then quickly snap and get adjusted to the new reality she kind of um, i have a process yeah.
2: i i need some time to think about it to make peace with it and then settle into a new environment And he he doesn't have the patience to give me that time for anything. He wants wants us to do things together and I want us to like do things slowly. And I think that's where we sometimes have a bit of mismatch. I mean, just to give a very simple example, right? When something goes wrong or when there's stress or anything, he likes to come and get a hug or like, you know, he wants Mm -hmm. to just hold and sit down. I don't want to be touched by anyone. I just want to be left alone.
1: (laughs) So we get deadlocked. Think about it. So it might be something small. It slightly blows up. Now I need a hug from her. From my daughter doesn't suffice. I need a hug from her to calm down. She needs to be left alone to calm down. So how do you resolve this? It's an impossible situation. Oh, it's impossible, okay. It's
2: an impossible situation. No, I do think think we alternate in terms of giving up and saying, okay, fine, you have it your way. I'll come back and get a hug later. He'll say sometimes. Or I'll be like, okay, screw it. Just hug now. I'll deal with my nonsense later. (laughs) So, yeah. But the good thing
1: is now, over the last one year or so, we have just realized that we get caught in this cycle and one of us needs to break it. Mm -hmm. Until then, I think we hadn't really realized that this is where, I mean, because we would analyze why we would fight and the starting reasons would be very, very different and there was no pattern. But the pattern is this, we get caught in this deadlock and trying to get out of the deadlock, we just mess it up even further for both of us.
0: Now, now speaking of fights, what are the things that you mostly disagree about? Now, it, it... needn't just be your process about the way you approach things but what are your even the petty fights that you have
2: there, there are no good reasons for what we fight about we can fight about anything and everything and most of the time it's like super trivial like if okay. we give like us an example um okay something from today I'm guessing
1: <laughs> what from today, today? <laughs> I don't know no like <laughs> <laughs> one fight you know, I got like there is an episode
0: from today
2: <laughs> no it no, is the funny thing is what he thinks of as a fight and what I think of as a fight are very different. Like my okay. like for me it has to be a really crazy insane fight for me to call mm-hmm. it a fight. It has to last a few hours for me to say oh that's a fight. But if I yeah. just scream at him for like two seconds for me that's not a fight.
1: If I disturb my, <laughs> my <laughs> mental peace it is a fight. And the moment my mental peace is disturbed it's gone Then the rest of the day is ruined. So, for example, I'll give you an example. So this was something we thought about a lot through 2020, through, through 2020, through the first phase of the lockdown and with the schools shutting down and all that. She was on a call. She was supposed to finish at 11 o'clock. I was waiting to go in. Mm-hmm. Until 11.30, she didn't come out. Okay. She came out and then I was like, what took you so long? And she got angry. And we got into okay. our gridlock. It's a okay
2: yeah yeah there's usually no good reasons at all. it'd be like random and I think most of times it's because of our own individual moods that we're in that that causes these things if one of us is not in a good mood then you know you end up feeling attacked or you end up feeling like you know cornered and that it, it's it's that
0: I realize that mindset like you just said when you're not in a good frame of mind, you take things to heart very easily. Who is more consistent among the two of you in terms of a Zen state? In terms of retaining the same frame of mind for a very long period of time? Okay. I am consistent but not, no, in, a a not <laughs> in a Zen
1: state. Not in the Zen state. consistently chaotic. I have mastered yeah. chaos. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> no, okay. I think I think having been with him for me I think I, I am somebody who's very, in general, extremely peaceful. I I, I have not been someone who's ever raised my voice. No one's ever raised their voice at me. I've never gone into a fight. Very peaceful as a person. But after getting married to him, he keeps having these violent outbursts about random things. He'll get irritated about something. I feel like over time, I've built that tolerance and mm. when he screams now, I can stand and watch and wait for him to cool down. Like oh. I want, it doesn't bother me. Earlier I used to feel scared, I used to be like, oh my God, what's happening? Why is he screaming? Like, you know, what should we do now? Kind of thing. Now it's like, okay, he's having one of these. Like That's my like ground state. Yeah, exactly. So,
1: it happens once in a while, accept it and move on.
2: Yeah. No, but of course, talk. I think when you're newly married, it's difficult to deal with if you come from a different environment.
0: So so talk to us about the first time either of you thought that the other person had lost their bearings. It's
2: funny you say that. I don't mm-hmm. think he had lost his bearings. I just didn't know he didn't have bearings. <laughs> 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 I thought he had lost his berries, but in reality, he didn't have any. <laughs> um shit, I can't remember. I can't remember. We have so many of those. That yes. <laughs>
1: it just keeps happening. I I don't think any of them is in any of our fights. I don't think the yeah, core reason we're fighting is
2: yeah, it's le- it's important never, at all. It's never been so important for us to remember you know
1: all the big decisions in life we very easily agree on and we are like we we go through it together and things like that it's these little little decisions why did you take half an hour more for your call and that kind of stuff or why didn't you tell me that you would come home late today or something it's such trivial matters that we fight like crazy over big things in the
0: world we are like very peaceful about yeah the bigger challenges, I mean, it's important to stay on the same page. I'm, I'm going to ask you a question that is, I think, going to be a special one, right? This is a question that I've been asking a lot of couples uh, recently. How did a child change your marriage? How did having a child together change your relationship?
2: I'm actually going to answer that. <clears throat> I think mm-hmm. for me, what happened is, um, Barry is a lot like Karthik. Um mm-hmm personality wise and you know like I was saying you know she needs a cuddle she needs a hug when she feels like when she does something stupid like first thing she will do is she will cry and come and hug you because she mm-hmm. wants to know that you still love her despite what she has done and then you know she's okay to deal with the consequences so for me watching her made me realize how he is actually like that and like, mm-hmm. I could never understand that before. He would say something really rude to me and then I would get angry. And because I'd get angry, he'd start feeling insecure and he'd be like, I need a hug. And I'd be like, what the fuck? I'm not giving you a hug. You said something so rude to me. Why would I hug you? Right? Yeah. So watching her made me realize how he thinks and to just give a bit more space for who he is as a person in the relationship. And I think for me, that's how our relationship changed because of Berry. Not in right. any other way, I think. Yeah, not in any other way.
0: What would be your take on that? See, Berry is the
1: only person in the world I can fully empathize with. <laughs> that's
2: about our relationship. I know.
1: I mean, what, what changes with Berry cause? I mean, that's one thing. She's the only person I can, or not fully empathize with, she's the only person in the world I can empathize with at all. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so. Uh, because again, because she's so so much like me, and so, how did it change our relationship? I think one thing it did was that, like, in, in, over a period of time, at various stages, it increased the number of decisions we had to make. In another way, it's also that, like, like Belly was born, and a few months later, we uh, three of us we moved to London for a couple of years, right. and then we just lived by ourselves almost with no contact with the rest of humanity types uh, of course I am exaggerating but like I think that also brought us sort of
0: closer and like we sort of like became closer as a couple and as a family
1: during that
0: time. Got it, got it and how was that phase of your life you know having lived in Bangalore most of your lives uh, at least and being thoroughbred Bangaloreans living away for a couple of years or even more than a couple of years uh, where you, like you said, you don't know anybody. How did that shape your marriage or did it shape your marriage? Were you a tighter unit together?
2: Um, I think for me personally, I loved living in London because the culture of the place resonated with me a lot as a person. Uh, mm-hmm. I like I like my space. I like not being bothered by anybody. I like... Minding my business and other people minding their business. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, I liked it a lot. Um, I think that gave us a lot of time with each other, like he said. Um mm-hmm. so I liked, in some sense, having that space and time to to get closer to each other and build that bond, I think. Um here I feel like there's a lot more interaction happening with other people constantly, right? Friends, mm-hmm. family, etc. So there's very little time that we spend with each other and we have to okay. consciously make that time to spend with each other, which wasn't the case there. You mm-hmm. didn't have a choice. You, you know, there was nothing much to do unless to go out as a family together or whatever mm-hmm. on the weekends, right?
1: Also, I was mentioning one more thing here, which is important. Before Berry was born, just before Berry, Berry was born for two years, we were long distance. Priyanka was doing okay. Okay. BA in Barcelona and I was living in Bangalore. Mm-hmm. So I think in that time we sort of like our both our lifestyles sort of changed. So mm-hmm. I sort of like got into this thing where I would go meet lots of people every other day. I would be going out with someone like uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I would go out like a, a lot. Had a lot of had a lot of acquaintances here and things like that. So that uh, that was my lifestyle.
2: I think I had a similar lifestyle to his where I was constantly like meeting mm-hmm. people, going out with friends, etc. But I think I was always mm-hmm. aware that this is a bubble. I didn't right. think of it as life. Like, two right. years in college, I knew it was a bubble and that I'm not going to be meeting friends every day once I'm done with this, right? I think yeah. he didn't look at it that way for him. He was like, this is my life. Right. It was like, suddenly yeah. there's a child. Suddenly there's a child. <laughs>
1: we are in London where I know like at max 10 other people and you you meet people there like once a year or something like that. So it was a very different lifestyle and that sort of uh, uh, threw me off a little bit. So in in that sense yeah uh, finally like I I was I really wanted to come back because like I mean I was like at least I have my network here. It's strange right I mean like I don't really have any close family here but like it is like I still wanted to be back in
0: Bangalore in January living our old life types and uh... got it got it Uh, now the next question i'm going to ask you is related to your independent lives that you led for a couple of years right space in a marriage is very important giving each other their space so that they can be themselves at the end of the day right how do you living in the same home give each other space create that Um, area that bubble for yourselves and how do you retain your personality even 12 years into the marriage your own unique personality
2: yeah we have three rooms one each for each (laughs) resident of the house
1: (laughs) so we are sitting in her room now okay okay Um,
2: so yeah that way we have actual physical spaces that each of us Mm -hmm. can go off to and not be bothered by anybody. Um, how are we able to maintain our personality?
1: Before I got married, I remember this happened uh-huh. about a, about six months before I met her. Uh-huh. I remember a bunch of my friends told me that I need to delete my blog. They said, uh-huh. hey, you write such random stuff on your blog, no girl uh-huh. who it will ever want to uh, date you. So you need to remove your blog if you want to get married. Uh-huh. And then I found this person who found me through my blog and who oh actually <laughs> get angry with me that I wouldn't write enough about her. Right? <laughs> it's like, the biggest work I had was something that she actually came to like, which meant that there was absolutely no effort required from my end to sort of be right. who I was. Right? Because I like, think she really liked me the way I was and so like, I mean, it was peaceful for me.
2: Um, I think uh, the bit that I really like about being married is we both like each other for who we are and mm-hmm. i don't think you know we're constantly telling each other to be something that we are not mm-hmm. uh, there are moments when we negotiate and push each other to do things that you know you don't necessarily like but it's very temporary it's never held against up each other's personalities saying mm-hmm. hey, you need to change this way as a person or whatever so I think we respect each other and you know we give that space for each of our like individual personalities and I think that's what um, has helped us continue Mm -hmm. to be ourselves I think yeah yeah I
0: I think this is a question I should have asked much earlier on in the in our conversation it's a fairly uh, heavy question to be asking towards the end which is your ideologies, right? As, as a couple, do you have the same ideologies? I know you disagree on petty things, but there is a common belief that you need to agree on the bigger things, the larger aspects of life. So have you found yourselves believing in different things through your marriage? And how do you navigate around that?
2: I think we don't think alike at all. We we Our ideologies are very, very different in most aspects, you know, uh, whether it is to do with... Uh, career, whether it's to do with money, uh, lifestyle, parenting, um, social life, everything is quite quite different. We, we're, in a lot of ways, quite diametrically opposite. But but I think that's what makes it interesting, right? That's what kind of gives you a perspective in life because it's very easy to get stuck into the way you think and the w- way you do things. So when you get another person's perspective even though it's really annoying at that point of time and you don't <laughs> want to listen to that it makes you think uh, mm. it makes you think and I think there is value in that
0: what are some of the things that you all de- disagree on deeply
2: uh, I would say I would say money is, uh, is, is one of the things that we disagree on like I'll give you a very simple example I am somebody who saves first and then spends Mm. meaning for me the priority is to plan for a future <laughs> um, risk event for him it's mm. like okay today I have money I'll eat it off okay,
1: tomorrow
2: we'll figure it out
1: no 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 I, that's after buying insurance that's yeah, after yeah. No, that's yeah. after putting the uh, uh, the uh, money in the automatic SIP safety. after yeah. that I'm like, yeah, if you want to go buy an expensive pair of shoes I'll go buy it because it looks nice and it feels comfortable yeah. I mean like I have no problem.
2: I think I am more responsible in terms of spending, and he not so much. I think
1: budgeting scares me. Budgeting scares me. If I have to plan, the moment I start thinking about the prices of something I need to buy, I'm like, okay, I am in trouble. I'm not. I seriously need to do something about my life right now.
2: I am the kind of person who so I Mm -hmm. used to manage uh, Toyota's capital budget for India. I'm the oh. kind of person who would get a 10%, you know, uh, expenditure cut target, but I would go back to them and give them 30%. Because I would wow. I would have planned for everyone to actually save that much, but I would have like given them a higher target. And like for me, mm-hmm. making sure that we manage in what we have <laughs> has always yeah. been a thing. So I think because of that we tend to kind of disagree a lot.
1: For I me, mean, that's scary though. I mean, as long as I see a positive bank balance, I think am
2: fine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not like that. I need to plan everything. I need to know everything. And <laughs> no, I think that
1: sort of reflects who we are, right? Because yeah. I think I'm fundamentally chaotic. I'm fundamentally disorganized. I get scared by organization. It sort of, it feels like it's constraints for me. So...
2: I think the only way in which you've kind of been fairly organized is uh, in just how we keep our home, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think he's been great at maintaining the house the way I have organized it. He doesn't mess it up. So I think that that is a commendable thing.
1: No, that's because always, always in my life for me, resurrecting my life has
0: always started cleaning Cleaning my room. room. (laughs) That's a great practice. And I know you got your house painted recently. Who picked the colors?
2: The, the painter,
0: painter. <laughs> the painter suggestion <laughs> we both agree I mean that, that was supposed to be a light question with a deeper meaning about who takes decisions but great painter takes house decisions nice, <laughs> nice.
2: clearly we are good at it
0: so <laughs> now with that now uh, it's time to wrap up this episode thank you so much for listening this was another edition of behind the scenes for you